I think they've done an incredible job the last couple of years because not only are guys using it, they're using it successfully. And certainly on the tour, when anyone has some success, we all look, you know, whether it's a new shaft in Rory's driver or, you know, Lucas Glover's new putter, we're all looking at what they're doing to see if that's the secret. <laughs> Another log on the fire Nobody here is getting tired Welcome to the Fire Pit with Matt Janella. In part three of this podcast series, we were getting to lucky break number four in the life and times of Lab Golf, the boutique putter company that was hatched in the garage of Bill Pressey in 2012. Lie Angle balance was Pressy's answer to a bad case of the yips and the solution to what he considered false marketing by golf's OEMs, original equipment manufacturers. After Sam Hahn and his family bought into the company in 2018, and after grinding through some of the growing pains of marketing, the logo, manufacturing efficiency, and getting it into the hands and bags of tour pros, it was 2019 when Lab Golf started gaining some significant momentum. At this point, it's worth noting that Lab Golf doesn't pay people to use their putters. I'm not getting paid by Lab Golf to tell this story. As I explained in episode one, I had a college friend who tipped me off to the technology in 2018. And after Lucas Glover won back to back PGA Tour events in August of 2023, I decided to make some calls. And as of February 2024, I haven't stopped making calls. I'm 18 interviews into this story, and it keeps going. The story keeps getting better. I do have a deal with Dormy Workshop, who sponsors this podcast. The Canadian-based company only makes handmade leather goods, such as custom head covers and accessories. For their complete collection of originals, head covers, and classics, go to dormyworkshop.com and use promo code FIREPIT15 for 15% off your next purchase. Okay, it's safe to say Bill Pressey's invention and Sam Hahn's marketing have stormed the gates of putting technology and results. Tim Wilkinson, Jeff Sluman, Vaughn Taylor, Kelly Slater, and his relationship with Adam Scott is a big reason for Lab Golf's success. Again, here's Slater, the 11-time world champion of surfing, on the impact the putter had on his game and how it ultimately influenced his playing partner at the 2019 AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. I've just spoken about the club to anyone and anyone who wants to listen. And generally, I'll just play with people and they'll see me roll the ball and it just rolls so pure off the club that they can't help but ask about it. And, you know, to get to the point with Adam, that's that's how it happened with Adam. I was playing with him. Uh, we were paired in the same group at Pebble for three days. And at the end of the third day, he goes, man, you got to just show me that club. You got to just show me like what, how it works for you and go on the putting green and just, just tell me because he goes, the ball is just rolling so pure off your club. And I was making all sorts of putts. I didn't strike the ball very well, and I wasn't scoring great, but I was making putts. Adam Scott turned pro in 2000. He has 14 PGA Tour wins, which includes the 2013 Masters. In 2014, he was number one in the world for 11 weeks. He is number seven on the PGA Tour's list of career earnings at $63,913,325. I mean, the first time it clearly sticks out to me was was at Pebble Beach uh, in 2019 at the AT&T Pro-Am. 
playing in a group with Kelly, who was using one. But I played with him a bit before that. So he, I, I know he was using it for a while before that, but I don't know that I took that much notice. But I certainly did that week at Pebble. Because? Well, as, as you know and have probably experienced, like a wet February Pebble Beach green can get a little bumpy. And uh, everyone struggles from time to time putting on, on that surface with the ball bouncing around. And played three days with Kelly. Uh, and between myself, the other pro, and any of the amateurs, Kelly rolled the ball better than all of us. And uh, I have played with him. And he is a good player. However, um, you know, I still think the pros could probably output Kelly Slater. <laughs> But he, he is very good and he rolled it better. And I thought there must be something in his equipment that is helping him here. I, I think I had a round at Spyglass. I had a round at Spyglass. I think I had 22 putts. And um, granted, I missed a couple greens real close, you know, so I was putting from off the green and they're not counted as a putt. So maybe it was like 27, 28 putts um, from the ones included off the green. But point being that... Uh, I just get so confident with the thing and I just start when I'm on, I just start making everything. And I did the same thing at Tahoe. I played that tournament up there and I didn't score very well. I was really nervous and not striking the ball well and missing lots of greens, but man, I made everything on those greens. And, um, uh, yeah, I just, people just, I play with friends and they see the ball roll off the club and they want to try it. It's just that simple. Back to Adam Scott at Pebble beach in 2019. How did you then sort of start start you know thinking let me let me check that out or did you go you go to the practice putting green or what was the next step? Yeah, I hit a, obviously I I hit a few on the putting green with Kelly's putter, and um, you know Kelly is so thoughtful about every uh, part of his life really, but certainly about his surfing, but it, that carries over into his golf, and he has a theory and a process. Uh, and, you know, he walked me through all of that and how he got to putting the way he putts with the lab and, um, you know, just getting as pure a role as he possibly can. Uh, and it, it was helpful insight into starting to use what I, I think traditionally we would say is a pretty radical putter and um, a good start point to see what that technology can do, um, you know, and you got to give credit Kelly a lot of credit that like he's deep dived into lab putters or putters in general to find the best one he can. Would you consider yourself like an equipment geek? Like, are you into sort of the like technology of things or are you more of like a field guy? No, I'm, I'm, I, I'm more of a, an equipment guy. I mean, I think you have to have feel obviously, for length and you know that kind of thing excuse me i'm just in traffic here yeah i think you have to have some feel in your game obviously there's there's not a connection with what's going on but i'm more of a um equipment kind of guy you know i i really believe in the technologies you have to you have to look at what the ball does now and how far these drivers are hitting it and then um you know and, and obviously you have to pair that with technology with uh with technique and skill uh but when I read about lab golf and how, and, and, and then saw the revealer with Sam using that um, on YouTube 
and showing how the, the club doesn't spin. You know, I mean, a lot of people talk about a face balance putter. I don't even know why face balance is a thing people say about a putter. It means nothing. It means that when you hold the club up, it, it lays horizontally, like flat to the horizon. It doesn't actually do anything through the stroke. And most of those are toe heavy and the toe flips over. So when you use that revealer, you'll see that the clubs just spin. That's the most remarkable thing. I think that should sell anyone because if you can just have the club and just hold it and the, and as it goes through the stroke, it just stays wherever you squared the face up to. I don't know what else you want in a putter. It's not like any everyday amateur, right? This is this guy is an 11 time world champion. So he's, you know what I mean? Like he's a master at his craft. And so <laughs> for him, I guess that's probably what, sort of validated it early for you i is, i would assume is that the fact that he could articulate or talk through or yep. have some sort of yeah the 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 language around how and why he was using it was that why it was resonating with you not only the results yeah absolutely i mean you know just starting with a level of respect for what he's been able to achieve in his field but then having played a fair bit of golf with him over the last 20 years or 15 years at that point uh, and understanding he's a, he's a very good golfer uh, and and he's not afraid to experiment with things to get better and I admire, I admire that because you know we all can get a bit stuck in our ways with things and uh, he put the time in to get there and the fact, yeah, like you said, he was able to communicate what this putter can do that other putters can't do. And I thought that was pretty impressive. That was a good pitch from him. So I bought into that for sure. And uh, I ordered one up straight away and I got it the next week, uh, when Wednesday at Riviera. How'd that process go in terms of like ordering or getting something to your, you know, specifics or liking or, how, you know, how, you know, I mean, for you to make that change and like get that, how does, how does that, how does how that, how that work? Yeah, Kelly put me in touch with Sam uh, from Lab, and Sam was there um, in LA, and based off what he'd seen from me putting, created a few different options for me. And I basically said, "Just give me the same thing Kelly had, because <laughs> that was looking pretty good and rolling good." Uh, but he he felt you know a couple of different angles and lengths might be appropriate. Uh, and, you know, it felt great straight away. I didn't have the guts uh, to pick it up Wednesday night and put it in play that week in L.A., but I did use it then uh, from the Florida swing on uh, through the Masters that year. And that was the directed force, which is their kind of original, um, you know, large-headed zero-pork putter. Back to Sam Hahn for his recollection of how and why Adam Scott became a believer. Uh, I got a call. Uh, I was at Riviera um, and, you know, this is Adam Scott. Can you meet me in the locker room? Like, Fuck yeah, Adam Scott, I can meet you in the locker room. Uh, <laughs> it was probably more like who the fuck is impersonating Adam Scott and telling me to meet me in the locker room. <laughs> I, I was fortunate enough that Kelly gave me a heads up. He might be calling. Um, but yes, I probably would have been, you know, yes, hung up on him being like a oh, fuck yourself. I have better things to do than deal with a prank caller. But um, no. And so, yeah, he comes. Oh, that was actually a really funny introduction for me anyway. Um, you know, he says, meet me in the locker room around, you know, whatever, two o'clock. 
I go in there and ask the locker room attendant where Adam's locker is. And I go over there and he's talking with the foot joy guys and Adam's in his underwear, um, talking shoes. And like, I'm like, hi, he kind of, you know, acknowledges me, but he's talking to the foot joy guys. And like, I mean, we're fucking ever like, they're just talking. I don't like, I have no idea how there could be that much to talk about with a fucking shoe. And there's like two guys and they're like, you know, little like this and they're holding up shoes and they're talking toe boxes and heel relief. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. And I'm just like, oh my God, when will this conversation end? I swear to God, it went on for 20 minutes and I'm just sitting there. So I sit down like on this bench behind it and um, behind the two of them. And I'm like, you know, I don't know, probably on my phone or just kind of looking down. The foot foot guys walk away. And before I have a chance to get up, Adam in his underwear, like throws a leg up on the bench right next to me, you know, and it's like kind of corners me in and like. You know, if there's a if, if there's a guy that's going to make a hetero dude question his sexuality, it's Adam Scott. I mean, here's this just like Adonis man, you know, half naked standing in front of me like, hi, I'm Adam Scott. And I'm like, and I'm like, I'm like trapped in there. Like I couldn't even stand up. So, like, <laughs> uh, um, so that was, uh, yeah, that was really, really fun. Um, we talked for a while. That was a really good week, too. Uh, Ernie Els gave us a gave us a go that week. Um, Adam did, too. Um and then he'll said something. He said something I'll never ever forget that week. Um, uh, he didn't. He didn't actually put it in play that week, and he played very well. I think he finished second or something with an arm lock, um, which I was super bummed about because I was like, "Ah, oh, fuck!" He just putted really good. Like, probably there goes my opportunity. Um, uh, and then later, I get a call from him, and he had been testing it. That then, then I think he went to he went to the Honda. Bill was at the Honda with him. Um, found a putter and then um i got a call from him a few days later for no reason at all he just called up and he said i'm gonna win the masters with this putter this year and what was the feedback you were getting from from your peers uh, you know what 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 was the what what, what was what were was there some raised eyes and and some uh eyebrows and some some thoughts on like what the yeah yeah for sure i think uh at that point you know uh i've I've been on tour a long time and I've seen when when other guys had made some pretty radical changes and of course, you know, about 10 years before I'd changed to use a long putter and that certainly raised some eyebrows. So I was used to that. Um, you know, now this was another direction completely with there's a fair bit of stuff going on uh, with the lab from the grip to the head, <laughs> other angles in between. And um being so non-traditional it raised his eyebrows uh for sure but i just i just had this sense like this you know if you can embrace what this putter does and stay out of your own way the results could come and i just had this feeling and i said it to sam although it didn't pan out but like this was the putter that can win around augusta because it's just put such a good role on it and and the size and everything makes it so versatile from in and around the greens which uh, is tricky at Augusta because it's so slow off the green then onto such a such a fast surface and chipping from certain positions at Augusta is very difficult. I asked Adam Scott to talk about the feel and why this could ultimately become his gamer. I think the standout thing when anybody first putts with a lab putter is the smoothness of the stroke, especially in the transition from the backswing to the through swing uh, because of the um, unique balance that lab putters have 
that smoothness in transition is noticeable. And, you know, now I'm just used to it because I've putted with a lab putter for a long time. But I think when you first pick it up, that is the different feeling. Forgetting forgetting the angles and head shapes, which are quite radical generally, um, I, I think the feeling of the stroke is different. So you know there's something there. And if your mind is open and, and willing to explore that, I think there's the benefit comes from there. So he putted with it at Honda. He played very well. Um, he actually had a chance to win the players that year. Um, rinsed one on whatever it was, 11 with the, it was a par five with the, the angled water or whatever, and kind of took him out of it, but he putted beautifully. And, they, and, and this is a short putter, by the way. This wasn't a broomstick. Um, this is a regular conventional directed force. And all of a sudden, we're on the map. Adam Scott is using this big red giant putter. What the hell is that thing? We're getting articles. We're getting press. WRX is taking pictures. And it's a real thing. It's happening. And now our sales are really starting to go up. We're actually selling putters, like really, really moving them. After Adam Scott and after this is happening and this shit's hitting the fan, at like like now you're peaking out at like how many putters a month or like can you give me some sort of quantifiable like number that 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 speaks to success like is um it- i want to say actually i can check i can get somewhat of a reference here real quick just yeah just to at you go from like kind of roughly 400 into in existence you know i think uh, I, I i remember sometime around then Postmasters 2019, I remember we got an order um, from a Korean guy for 100 putters, um, and we were like, holy fucking shit. How in the world are we going to make 100 putters in three weeks? So, you know, I think at the time, a really good day for us was like five to seven orders in a day. Um, So... Yeah, I think we were probably making 100 putters a month at that point, maybe. So then April rolls around. Adam's putting good. He's hitting the ball good. Um, and this is the 2019 Masters, which we all know Tiger won. Um, and uh, uh, leading after day one, my phone's ringing off the hook. I got texts galore. The phone's blowing up. The email's blowing up. Orders are coming in like fucking crazy because the cameras are on him because he's a past champ and it's a big, ugly red putter um and we're freaking out and then day two friday um i believe there was like six or seven people tied for the lead after friday um and adam was one of them and on that friday he had made a bomb on six pin was all the way back right and he or four maybe one of the part threes on the front just this monster putt that was on you know every 15 minutes on golf channel they were showing this putt um and yeah phones ringing off the hook shit's getting crazy now we get our first real real bad break um so adam at the time was traveling with three different putters he had a broomstick he had an arm lock and he had our df and he was working on um df is direct force Yes, sorry, directed for. So we kept the yeah, way back when we rebranded, we didn't want to lose the the little bit of name recognition that we had. So we named the company Lab and then we named this particular model which used to be called the Reno, we named it the Directed Force. Right. Um so uh yeah, he's traveling with the DF, a Cameron arm lock and a Cameron broomstick. And um and he was switching around and he kind of had in his head that certain conditions were better with certain putters and 
yada, yada. Saturday morning, he gets up and somebody tells him it's supposed to rain. And he had it in his head that he putted better with an arm lock when the greens were a little slower. So um, caddies John Lamonti at the time, and he has John go grab the arm lock. They spent about an hour dialing it in. And arm lock is a very different technique. You got the shaft running against your forearm, which creates uh, shaft lean um, and generally creates a very different ball position. Um, and so uh, he dials in this arm lock. Um, and then right before he's about to tee off, decides he wants to go with the DF. John runs back to the locker room, grabs the DF. I don't even know if he hit any putts with it, puts it in the bag and actually made a nice one in the first hole. Uh, and then after that, um, proceeds to miss everything short and right. And I get on camera, I get him on camera and I had a video of him from the day before and the video, um, on that Saturday. And I, and I mean, the ball had moved back six inches. Like it wasn't like a subtle thing. I mean, it was a completely, completely different setup. Um, cause he, you know, been screwing around with that arm lock and that was where I was seeing the ball that day. And, and he's just squeezing these things short, right, short, right, short, right. Um, and then uh, on 16, he missed about an 18-inch putt. And that actually had nothing to do with anything other than he got completely fucked. And you don't, you, you, I could hear it on the broadcast, barely. And he talked about it after we kind of debriefed the thing. But he got nailed by a roar right in the middle of his, you know, backswing. Like a loud tiger had done something crazy. And um, just got nailed by a roar flinched on it misses this 18 inch putt and they show it 15 fucking times and uh and the phone stopped ringing <laughs> seriously it's that much instantly. that that is instantly. that much of an impact instantly instantly sales wise um it actually wasn't that it it, it, it we still climbed that was still a, a a big level up for us for sure um and uh but I, what I realized the 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 takeaway from that moment um, was I can't rely on the tour. Like we just can't. We just can't do this anymore. We have to, you know, the tour. If it happens, great. Let's be available. Let's you know hope that they try it. But like, if we're if we're if we're put, putting all our chips on the tour, it's a it's just it's a it's a yeah, it's 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 a it's a high payout bet, low odds, high payout bet. So we needed to think of a different way to get putters out the door, and that's when we really honed in on who we were marketing to. Tour players don't buy putters, so fuck them. And uh, and it wasn't helping a bunch of them for you know reasons we can get into. Um, but it was really helping our customers. Like we had customers at this point, we're developing a bit of a cult following because, you know, frankly, all of our customers had a trauma bond with their putter because they got made fun of it, you know, made fun of just the same as me. And when you get made fun of, you get that much more possessive of it. And so, you know, guys got really prideful about their putters and we've got this bit of a cult following. And that's where our marketing guy, Zach Kuzahoski, um, with rooted solutions really started to hone in on the message. You're a better putter than you think. And what that whole concept is about, what what you know, what we take that to mean is we're here to help make you better. Like our company is not about like, look how amazing we are. You know, like you see some of the major brands now where they just pictures of their designer, you know, standing by a mill and all this stuff and this kind of glorification of these designers, like, you know, and 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 obviously plenty of credits to build what he designed was amazing, but um 
what we wanted to do was make our message about you, the player, to tell you you've been getting hosed. You're actually pretty good. You read greens better than you think you do. You judge pace better than you think you do. The problem is, is that you have this unruly, unwieldy instrument in your hand preventing you from being you. So let us help you. Um, and we really started to craft that message. Um, we started to leverage social media. And social media, I mean, this is kind of another one of those things where we got lucky having no golf background. Bill and I developed our brand voice bickering with people on Facebook. Um, that's how the whole, that's how our whole shtick got started. That's how we started learning how to communicate the physics in ways that, you know, the average golfer could understand. That's how we started learning how to be smart asses and how to fuck with trolls. And that's how we learned. It, it, it was like real-time market research, you know, because we're getting real-time feedback from people who are looking at me doing a revealer video and the comments that we get below it, you know, all of these things we we learned about the road that we had in front of us. And um, and we learned that we had to accomplish one of the one of the most difficult human tasks, which is to change somebody's mind. It's so hard. An uh, example of give me an example of like a common theme to the trolling or equipment geeks or doubters or like skeptics. I mean, you must have a few at the top of your head. What would people say? Oh, yeah. Um, one that we still get four or five times a day. They see the revealer demonstration. Um, they see the revealer demonstration in the first um this fucking guy walking into my building with a tailor-made putter. Um uh <laughs> The, we get it four or five times a day is um, uh, that's all fine and good, but I don't putt with a revealer. I putt with my hands. So, um, you know, what this, this is, this is snake oil. Um, and the response is, well, are you not able to feel the difference between the way a two ball swings versus a Newport, you know? And, and that's what, that's what, you know, that we, we've been fitting for torque the whole time. They just didn't call it torque. Um, and so, you know, very rarely do I get a response after I illuminate the fact that torque does matter. Yes, of course, our hands can mitigate torque, but why do you want it to? Since investing in lab golf in 2018, Han has worked his way through a lot of highs and lows, good moments and bad. And Adam Scott's 2019 Masters was a microcosm of that adventure. In round one, Scott shot 69 and was T6. He followed that with a 68 and was tied for first after round two. On the weekend, he shot 72, 73 and finished T18. But for Han, his focus was on the success Adam Scott had on the Florida swing and the first two rounds at Augusta. He had the feedback he needed to keep moving the company forward. Yeah, it was huge for me to realize that like we are on to something um, and the people aren't seeing it. So I need to do a better job of explaining it. Um, I need to be patient and I need to change minds and changing minds is fucking hard, man, especially in golf. Like people are stubborn. God, are people stubborn in golf? And, um, and the old guard has tremendous influence over what we buy, what we learn, what we see. Um, and the demographic of the folks in charge of golf and in charge of instruction are fucking old. And like old people don't do good with technology and you know, their, their basic feeling is like, if it didn't work for me, it must be broken. 
you know, like, you know, we've all seen our dads like sitting there fiddling with the VCR having VCR. That's funny. I just dated myself. I said VCR fiddling with the computer and, you know, saying this thing's broken and it's just like, you just don't know how to use it. So um, it's no different from with our putter, you know? And so uh, to get, you know, these, you know, kind of old guard folks um, to embrace different is hard. And it's, and it's not unprecedented in the industry. Like one of the things that I think about all the time is like um, uh, metal driver heads. Like the, the Big Bertha came out in 1991. Davis Love won a PGA championship with a wooden driver in 1997. Like the thing had been out for six years before, you know, it started to become commonplace. He was the last person to win with a wooden driver. And the reason is, is because it required different technique. So the guys that were playing persimmons, if you just plug that same swing into a big Bertha, it didn't necessarily do great things. But somebody had to figure out like, well, we know that the ball, when we fire a ball at it on a machine, it's coming off faster um, off a metal driver than it does a wood one. So let's figure out how to use this thing. And then, you know, over the course of six, seven, eight, ten 10 years, um, we figured out like we need a positive angle of attack. And now let's look at shafts and look at um, swing weight and look at these things and, you know, to figure out how to use these things. But within the technique, there was technique differences in how to use a metal driver versus a wooden one. It's the same difference, you know. And so we got a lot of putting gurus out there um, where they have a, a brilliant arsenal of instructional techniques to help somebody stabilize a face. They don't apply to what we do. And so if it doesn't apply to what we, you know, since they can't apply their shtick to our putters, it doesn't work. It's not, you know, they, they think it's not relevant. It's not real. Before we go any further, and we still have a ways to go, back to Adam Scott for more on advancements on the equipment industry, technology, labs technology, and how and when he tries to utilize all of the above to maximize his potential and ultimately extend his career. It, it is a really tough market to crack the putter market. You know, it's really dominated, certainly on the tour by the big brands. Uh, and it's a very traditional thing, putting. Um, uh, but I, I certainly am of the belief just because we started putting one way doesn't mean it's the best way. You know, I've, I've explored putting the way I have from short to long to arm lock to claws and, and everything. And a lot of people have had that process and, uh, it, you know, but I think I'm trying to give myself the best chance to make every putt before I've even hit, before I've even made a stroke. The great thing with the lab is I think it helps you make a better stroke. Think back to Hogan and BJ Singh and Bernard Langer. And, and uh, there are guys who obviously have always been notorious for being really good ball strikers, really good tee to green guys. And then on the green, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother ass. That's a whole nother game, obviously. That's, that's, mm -hmm. and so for you to have, to have found this or this technology or this, this tool uh, that, that you use on the greens, has that almost like freed you up and extended your uh, love of the game and career and pursuit of perfect? Like, I mean, does that almost like now that you've got this? Does it now allow you to almost like, you know, go work backwards from that and say, now it's like, now you get to continue to be Adam Scott and contend and compete and win. And you know what I'm saying? Is that, has that yeah. been a key component to like this sort of aspect of your sort of 
back end of your career? Yeah, I think putting, look, putting is a key component to the game for sure. Um, I, I think in yeah, my career is, you know, like everyone that's had a long career, it, it's a journey and there are times when you have to make change and you have to adapt. And, you know, I'm one of the last remaining guys that turned pro with a ballada golf ball. And, <laughs> you know, that's where I started playing as a pro. And now look how I'm playing and I've made huge changes this year into you know my driver and golf ball and and the way my style of playing from tee to green and i think although it hasn't been perfect it it's the way i need to go forward to be relevant out there playing and i think i'm getting better and i think uh there's a chance that that'll keep me out there being one of the best players but certainly having my putting in such a solid place at a high level has allowed me or given me the confidence to make drastic changes elsewhere in the bag to kind of push uh, that for that level of improvement that I need to, to win big tournaments. And, um, you know, I've worked pretty hard over the last 18 months um, with lab, with a lab putter on the greens and, and it's been very consistent and the results on the greens have come from that. So uh, that's, it has, it's given me a lot of freedom and, Look, putting, putting is one of those things that when it's not feeling good, you're in for a long day heading out to that first tee, you know, yeah, uh, whereas I feel like I walk out to the first tee with a, a sense of calm and lightness every time because I know I'm going to putt okay. Seems like a good time to go back to Bill Pressey on the influence of a guy like Kelly Slater and then Adam Scott. Kelly Slater. Oh, there we go. I mean, that was out of the blue. We, uh, there's, I, it's hard to say, you know, how these, these all play a role, but that was a big one. And I, I don't know exactly. I think he got it in Florida. I've heard various stories, you know, but there's a place in Newport beach and, uh, Carlsbad, I think it was Carlsbad golf center, but either way, um, I mean, to have a goat in any sport on your side, unpaid, I just, hey, man, this is, that was huge. And, and then uh, Adam, getting Adam to roll from, from Kelly uh, was, is just an insanely cool story. You know, we, even Sam and I look back at that and we start put, putting these together and how lucky. Back to Adam Scott. Bill Pressey, does have you ever had a conversation with him or 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 talked through the technology or anything like that? No, I haven't. I've always dealt with Sam, and uh, you know, and we have a we have a great relationship, and I have a huge respect for Bill, what he created, and what Sam has taken on, and how deeply passionate they are about what they're doing, and. And, uh, you know, I've really just tried to be kind of like a reassuring voice for them because, you know, it, it's for small guys in a big pond, it can be tough. And, you know, they obviously think they've got the best product out there, but, uh, you know, trying to keep them calm and stay the course and, and, and not do anything to get away from the core values of the putter and, and to continue to evolve it. And, uh, you know, there's no doubt. I think they've done an incredible job the last couple of years because 
not only are guys using it, they're using it successfully. And certainly on the tour, when anyone has some success, we all look, you know, whether it's a new shaft in Rory's driver or, you know, Lucas Glover's new putter, we're all looking at what they're doing to see if that's the secret. <laughs> he set out to actually like try to make something that actually did what everybody else was promising because he felt like they weren't. And now here we are, 2023, Lucas doing what he's done, you doing what you've done, and then all these other players, as you as you point out. Does it feel like there's been this tipping point and now you no longer have to feel like you or anybody else involved in lab doesn't feel like they have to actually keep trying to, you know, explain it or justify it or, 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 or you know, it just, it's doing it not now. It's like, it's speaking for itself to this point. Oh, I, I think so. And I think they should feel proud at lab uh, that, it, that they've got to that point. That's no easy feat, uh, especially in the tour pro world. That's a fickle little area, you know, and I don't know that Sam would like me saying this, but I was trying to keep it a secret. <laughs> I was. I didn't want everyone to find out because look at look look at what they're doing with it. When guys are doing, when we're out there, we're close enough where we can see when a guy's doing something much better all of a sudden consistently. And you know, I think for sure a few of the guys took notice of me with the lab putter, and you know, out of curiosity, probably checked the stats and like, oh, this is good. I thought Adam wasn't a good putter, but he actually is, uh, and. You know, uh, I guess a couple of those guys then followed through and tried it. But, you know, I think it's a great story. What I do know and why I had a bit of a soft spot from the beginning was I think Bill has a connection to Australia through his father, potentially, or something. So there were, there was a small connection there uh, to me and Bill because on the directed force, it's got his name on the bottom and I've kind of had that Australian feeling. So there is some connection there to Australia. Like Sam, Bill, and the entire team at Lab Golf, I certainly appreciate people like Tim Wilkinson, Vaughn Taylor, Jeff Sluman, Kelly Slater, and Adam Scott for their time and perspective on this putting technology and why it all matters to them. And they will all come back at the end of this series for some reflections and final comments. But at this point, and before we get to Brett Rumford and ultimately the Lucas Glover story, I felt the need to get an independent voice in this series someone who makes a living and has established a loyal following by being a doubter, a tester, an authenticator of brands like LabGolf, technology like Directed Force. Um, so my name is Adam Beach, and I'm the owner of My Golf Spy, which um, I think the best way it's been said is the consumer reports of golf with a journalistic edge. Um, I think that puts a a nice bow around it for people to understand what we do. We're the only independent golf test facility in the world, meaning if golfers buy it, I want to test it so they're not wasting their money on a lot of the things that I felt they were wasting their money on for eons, you know? When I say lab putters, what do you say? Unconventionally amazing. Why? The golf industry as a whole can get laser focused on certain things so for example i'm not putting scotty cameron down i'm just saying scotty cameron putters i call it brand washing you know it, it, it creates this name and unfortunately unconventional things in the golf industry tend to be looked at 
as gadgets or not to be taken serious by the serious golfer because they don't want to go out in the course and have this infomercial product when they pull it out of their bag and go, all of their buddies go, what the hell are you doing? You know? So it's really hard to break into this industry with such an unconventional product. It takes time. It takes wins on tour. It takes trust in the golfer to believe in something like this more so than just some other company coming out with another Scotty Cameron or another ping answer that's easily uh, approved by serious golfers for a serious golfer to put this in their bag. They have to get over a, a major hump. And that is that this thing is ugly, you know, and that for years golfers thought that the looks of a putter actually matter. And the interesting thing is I've been collecting data for almost 20 years on this 10 really in depthly where we test putters and also get the subjective feedback and we can then correlate those two to find out, does it really matter? And looks actually matter none to how well a putter performs. The unfortunate thing is golfers' minds can't get past that. A golfer's memory is lasts a long time. It's very hard for them to get over some of these, these humps. And, uh, you know, lab putters is one of them. Uh, they're very unconventional, but the results are pretty profound and they're pretty quick. Because in my opinion, putting is really difficult, right? Everybody knows that unless you're just one of those people that, you know, is a great putter. But for the most of us, we struggle. And it's because there's so many variables to putters. It's the weight, it's the length, it's the lie, it's the, you know, it's the loft, it's the alignment aids. And anything that can take some of those variables out of the equation, in my opinion, help golfers, right? And this putter does that from what we see in here by taking one of the really simple ones away. And that is, it's really important to be square impact, meaning not facing to the right or to the left or, you know, de-lofting or adding loft. And this putter really just takes one of the major ones out of the equation and that's people's hands. And it keeps you really square throughout the entire stroke. And you can just watch it. I mean, 80% of, I think of our employees here are lab converts, you know, and, that's because the data speaks for itself here and they, it just keeps switching. Every time I see a new person coming in with another lab, I'm like, what happened? They're like, you can't argue with it. You know, it's just, it's so quick. It's so, you know, so many putters. Think about how many putters you probably owned. I've owned, I have a collection of hundreds. Okay. And none of them worked, you know, um, none of them made me better. This one you put in your hand and it's so fast to go, wow, I'm getting, I'm burning the edges now instead of, putting it five feet to the left or by, you know, by I'm sinking more putts. And at the end of the day, putting is really simple. It's get the goddamn ball in the hole as fast as possible and find a product that can do that for you. Have you ever seen this thing? Have you ever put held that thing? And what, what are your thoughts on what they, they deem the revealer? It's interesting. You know, Bill Presley, the guy that founded it, started it with like a crutch, right? You know, trying to figure this thing out. And he really wasn't trying to invent the lab putter. He was trying to figure out why in the hell all of his other putters didn't work. So he put it in this device and realized that golfers had been trained based on stroke type, you know, uh, heavy arc, slight arc, straight back, straight through. And while there are putters that can slightly help, I do think based on data, if you have a stroke and matching that with a stroke type, this takes it one next step by going, even if you do match it with your stroke type, you're still having to struggle on the back and forth of a stroke to keep your hands to get it to stay square, no matter what. 
I mean, it just is physics, right? And the revealer shows that physics. So once again, it's just a variable eliminator. It takes all that stuff, which yes, you don't want to fight. You don't want to make it harder than it's needed. Meaning if you're a straight back, straight through guy, you don't want a heavy arc putter. And I don't want to get too far in the weeds with putter tech, but you're just making the game harder than it needs to be. But he makes it, he cuts out all that with the revealer and basically says, yes, that is true. But no matter what, watch this thing on a revealer. When you go back and forth, all these putters are just spinning. So that means your hands are the things and your arms and your muscles are going to have to keep that from happening. Whereas with the lab putter, it's one less thing you have to worry about, which is pretty important for putting, staying square. In other words, this is the real deal. I mean, of all the things that you guys test and see and you you run through sort of your, your system of, of, of revealing whether or not it's marketing or whether or not it's it's true, so to speak, this this sort of passes the my golf spy sniff test. So far, I don't want to oversell it and say it's the most amazing thing in the world because I don't know, but it's we've only really tested it a couple years. I mean, look, I've always said that golfers should stop buying wall hangers and start playing their gamer, meaning a $500 or $5,000 putter from Bettinardi or Scott and Cameron that looks really cool, that's great. Hang it on a wall. But this piece, you need technology in a putter, no different than you do a driver. And I can't imagine how golfers haven't figured that out. You know, putting is a slow science. I do understand it's three, four miles an hour, not 120 like a driver. But we've seen it. You know, even roll putters, lab putters. When there's some technology that can help a golfer get it in the hole faster, that's what the game's about, and it seems like Lab is doing that. So, I mean, it finished really well in all of our tests so far, whether it was the really crazy-looking Lab 1, the, the blade that they have. I mean, it looks absolutely insane, but it worked too, and so have all the mallets. And like I said, all of our staff is switching to them because they're helping them lower their score. It's just a fun story to sort of report on. And I think getting your voice and just sort of having you articulate, you know, some of the uh, an outsider's perspective is is really valuable. So thank you for that. Yeah, and I mean, at the end of the day, I think it's unfortunate, you know, golfers aren't as willing to try unconventional things. But if more golfers were willing to try this unconventional putter, I'm very confident that more golfers would sink more putts. And you drive for show and you putt for dough. Yeah, we put out a tweet. The other day or i did i've been testing for so long and there's just some things you learn over time and uh, it was about the ping ping drivers and i'm not saying ping is the best driver for everyone but if everyone played a ping driver you would see a tremendous jump in performance by a majority versus a minority they make the best driver not for every for one person but for everyone right as a whole and i feel the same is starting to be true with lab they might not be the number one performer for everyone, but they're going to generally be better for you than almost every other putter you've ever tried. Put another log on the fire Nobody here is getting tired 